Welcome, TFA fam, back into another edition of the Fantasy Authority Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Steele. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyRath13. Joined, as always, with my co-host, Cody Kutzer. You can find him on Twitter at CKutzerFF. Today, we're going to be talking about some zero wide receiver draft strategy, what that strategy is going to look like, some players you can target in that strategy, and what the viability of using that is, especially with the running backs that are being pushed up the draft board this year. So with that, please hit that rate and review. Uh, It really helps us out, really helps us grow. really appreciate all the support we've been getting and enjoy the show. going on everybody hope you are doing well uh if you're watching please hit that subscribe button let us know if you are going zero wide receiver who is the first guy you're going to be taking off of draft boards let us know that drop that in the comments and uh you know let's get some discussion going uh kev with the with running backs flying up the board are obviously this is going to come down to your draft spot right i think that that goes without saying like if you're sitting at if, if you're sitting at the back end, that makes a difference if, as opposed to if you're sitting at 101 in terms of who you're going with. With the running backs flying up the board, is that making you think about taking this zero wide receiver strategy a little more seriously or are you going to be zigging when other people are zagging? It's a good, it's a really good question because I feel like that we are overvaluing the running back position now. But I think most people are going to be big proponents of the zero wide receiver draft strategy or robust running back, whichever way you want to look at it. And I do think it's going to be a little bit of a mistake because a lot of people tend to we tend to be victims of the moment and get caught in recency bias of what what we just came off of, right? Where last year everybody that was against zero RB strategy or robust running back or robust wide receiver strategy, they're going to be you know nuts on the table i told you i told you dumbasses don't to use that strategy it's awful it doesn't work blah 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 but last year was more of an outlier than it was anything we've, we've been seeing a little bit more of be able to take you know the two running backs early or three running backs early kind of because we keep hearing the the wide receiver position is really deep right and while it is deep there's still a huge difference between that six round wide receiver and getting Devonte adams or getting Julio Jones, you know, guys like that, guys that are going to be their consistent producers most every single week, right? Guys are going to be giving you 18, 19 fantasy points per game versus the guys that are going to be giving you 13 fantasy points per game. The proponents for for fading the wide receiver position early are mainly because you want to grab those running backs because you know they're going to be flying off the draft board. So who are you going to be left with whenever whenever your time comes to draft? That's number one. Because if you are in a league and running backs are just flying off the board, and like you've said, through the first four rounds, there are 26 running backs being taken, which is ridiculous to me. I mean, you're into the RB3 territory by the fourth round, which is disgusting to me. I feel like that there's going to be a lot of landmines. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be upset because I don't think that – because typically – 
the average running back only plays 14 games every single year. We did not see that last year. Over 66% of running backs met value last year, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's that's insane. I think most years it's using that 50% range. So it was, major, it was a major outlier for what we typically see. So with all that being said, if you want to run the zero wide receiver, understand that you are doing the same thing that everybody else is and you are fighting people for that. So you're, you are essentially going to be drafting players that are going to be overvalued. I still think that for, so for me, like I am much bigger proponent of going robust wide receiver. We've already talked about, you know, go check out the zero RB robust wide receiver strategy that we, where we talked about, uh, that, that'll be coming out as well. So check that out as well. But I am much more of a plan. But if you go this way, like I said, you have to know that you are getting yourself into a situation where you are fighting and you are losing value on these players because you are probably overdrafting them to get your hands on them. If, like you said, if you have the first four picks of a draft, if you have the ability to get Saquon, CMC, Zeke, Kamara, Cook, those guys, do you, boo-boo. Like, do you. Like, you definitely are taking those guys. Like, I am not talking you out of taking those players. Those guys are viable. But once you get past those players, I can tell you all day why I can poke holes in Nick Chubb. I can poke holes in Joe Mixon. I can poke holes in even somebody like Miles Sanders, who I absolutely love. Joe Mixon, all these guys have their warts and all have their red flags. It's really hard to poke a hole in Michael Thomas. It's really hard to poke a hole in Devontae Adams. And, and so my point is, yes, you should, try, you should try to get a running back within the first three or four rounds, 100%. But you do not have to start your draft. Like most people tell you, most of the traditional fantasy analysts will tell you, you got to take a running back with your first two or three picks or you're an idiot. No, get the fuck out of here with that. I, I cannot stand that, that that logic and that mindset. You do not have to do that. And uh, to be honest with you, I think it's a terrible year to do that. Dude, I, lo- I love the, uh, the little accent there. Like it started off like a little Donald Trump, then it, like it went to like a California surfer, then it came back down to redneck. Like you, that was you, you showed some range there, man. I'm I'm very impressed. That was uh, that you was very are impressive. welcome. <laughs> yeah, I I think the reason why we're also saying that wide receiver is so deep this year is because of how much running backs are being pushed up. Now, are there more options just in terms of who you'd feel best about and who you'd feel good about drafting as your wide receiver one in like, let's say the wide receiver 18 range? Absolutely. But like I said, one of the reasons why it's so deep quote unquote is because there are 26 running backs being drafted in the first four rounds, which is just, which is absolutely crazy. But that does give some credence to this strategy and why you can just slam three of your first four picks being running back because there are so many options because of everyone passing on on wide receiver. So if you were, if let's just say, and you shouldn't do this, but let's say that you went into a draft and you just decided all right, I'm going zero wide receiver. What round do you, would you be popping the top on that? Would it be the same thing as, as as the zero RB approach where you're looking at round five, round six? Or would you be, like I said, maybe like after the first three rounds? When would you want to be grabbing your first wide receiver if you were going with this strategy? Well, I definitely agree. The first thing you said is you should never, ever, ever, ever go into a draft with some sort of strategy that you have in mind that you want to run. You let the board Correct. come to you, and you, you you play it as it lies, right? 
if 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 everything worked out and you know the the let's say I took I don't know Miles Sanders let's say I got Miles Sanders Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler are my first three running backs or something crazy like that that's probably not going to happen but just throwing it out there whatever I would probably start looking around round four to start taking a wide receiver okay some of those guys I mean that are still there in the fourth round you have DJ Moore Cooper Cup Calvin Ridley Robert Woods uh, DK Metcalf Keenan Allen is going in the fifth round. DJ Chark is going in the fifth round. Cortland Sutton is going wide receiver 24. Like, give me all of that. Like, I will take that all day. You know, it's crazy because you look at some of these guys and, like, a lot of these, like, wide receivers that we were just talking about last week on our, like, our, our, our ranking show that we have as, like, top 15 wide receivers are going pretty late, right? Um, I mean, even DK Metcalf is going, who you have as a top nine, you know, is going. 410 wide receiver 19 i mean that, that's that's ridiculous the thing to look at here too is you can get a wide receiver one for that for the nfl team right you can get a, a their wide receiver one late in these drafts i mean if you're looking at if you want to wait until the fifth round terry mclaurin going at 509 and we we all saw what he did last year does Dwayne haskins leave a little to be desired sure but who else are they going to be targeting there What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Like, are they going to be the greatest targets? Are they Drew Brees targets? Absolutely not. But if he gets 130, 140 targets at 509 wide receiver 24, or 509 wide receiver 25, rather, he has the same ADP as Corlin Sutton, like, give me that all day. And then if you want to start swinging for the fences like you're going to do in your zero RB strategies, you're looking at Marquise Brown going at 603, guys like that. Brandon Cooks at 702. We, we all know all the question marks that are floating around with the Houston Texans wide receiver group. Like if Brandon Cooks is somehow able to avoid any long-term absence and let's say, you know, crazy, I, this is going to sound crazy, but just what if Will Fuller gets injured again? I, I know, I know. Calm down, Cody. It's it's crazy. That's not going to happen. But if Will Fuller does get injured and Brandon Cooks avoids any long-term absences with his concussion history, you could be looking at Brandon Cooks being the top guy attached to Deshaun Watson that you're getting at the beginning of the seventh round. Like, give me that all day. And then, depending, like I said, depending on the, the flavor you want to go with, there, there are some safer guys you can target, like Tyler Boyd, Kev, I know you're lower on him, and this is kind of the range you have him. But Tyler Boyd at 805 at wide receiver 36. Like, what I feel great about him is my is my wide receiver one. 
Not necessarily, but if for some reason you wait eight rounds to grab someone, you can do much worse than Tyler Boyd coming off, uh, like I said, 805 of wide, re- wide receiver 36. So that Marvin that, Jones going in the ninth round. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, th- like this is crazy, and this is why, like, if you really wanted to just pigeon pigeonhole yourself into one of these two strategies in terms of zero RB or zero wide receiver, like, I think zero wide receiver is much more viable because of like, like these names that we're throwing out, like Christian Kirk, he's gonna be wide receiver two, wide receiver three for Arizona in a pass heavy offense. You can get him in the tenth round. He is going as wide receiver 46 at 10-10, a couple picks after Jamison Crowder, a couple uh, a couple picks right before Deshaun Jackson. Like, that is crazy. Anthony Miller, wide receiver 50 at the end of the 11th round. Like, there are so many options. Like, that if, if I'm going to pigeonhole, like I said, if I'm going to pigeonhole myself into one of these, it is going to be zero wide receiver because of the, the depth. Once you get past the, you know, the top, 26 that you said are going in the first four rounds for for running backs it gets ugly and you need help with some of those guys like you don't necessarily need help with christian kirk in the 10th round in order for him to pay back value on where you're drafting him so kev do you have similar thoughts or like obviously like we said you don't want to pigeonhole yourself you want to be fluid you just want to basically you know is it sounds stupid to say but take the best available player. Like that's really what you should be doing. It sounds simple. It sounds stupid. But in reality, that's what it comes down to is picking the the best value for your draft and also looking at how the, the other teams in your league are being constructed too. I think that's something that kind of goes a little a little unnoticed. If you're, you know, I mean, you should also be paying attention to how the the, the other teams in your league are building their rosters. But what what are your overall thoughts with with everything I kind of just laid out there? I get it right on paper. Everything looks like it's so much easier because you're right, because you mentioned we're seeing running backs go at a much earlier pace. Wide receivers are still there. And there's a lot of these names that we really like that are going later. So it looks like it's a much easier haul. To, to be able to do this. And while I, I, I do typically agree, the, the biggest issue that, I, that really remains for me is, is if you were wanting to do that, is there are a lot of volatility once you get into the running back position of, you know, even the RB2s. Like there are a ton of red flag guys there that you're going to be taking there where i would right. much rather probably go wide receiver but right if, if i if i if, if it fell to the way that the the guys that i really like were there and i got them at a good value i really wouldn't have a problem going zero wide receiver because of the fact that like there is a lot of wide receivers there that i do feel pretty good about that have a pretty high ceiling now we are in july so we'll see how things kind of progress and if we see some of these running backs start to fall to back a little bit where things start to shake themselves out a little bit i know today there was, um, or it might have been yesterday, a report about Damian Williams where the, the Chiefs front office again reiterates that Damian Williams is going to have a big role in this offense this year and is the starter. And, of course, that that, that brings in all the, the the skeptical people of, oh, my God, yeah, right, it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, shut up. Like, And I'm like, I've been saying it this entire time, and I'm not trying to get into this whole lot of the conversation. I've been saying it the whole time, and I – like. I think that Damian Williams is going to have a bigger role than people think he's going to have. And people are going to be a little upset whenever the season comes around. Because, like, I saw, like, today in, like, the Scott Fishbowl, like, in my draft, like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went in the second round, like, early second. And I'm like, that's ridiculous, okay? Like, that is ridiculous. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gets the same fate as, like, Kareem Hunt and goes off. Very well could be. But I'm not putting my my, uh, eggs in that basket. But regardless of that, 
my biggest point is we'll wait and see how things sort of shake out. We'll start to get more information. It's gonna be this is gonna be wild times now because there there we may not have any preseason. And we're all going to get this training camp, and we're not going to have great coverage of training camp because they're not going to be allowing all these all, all these people in here to view this stuff. So we're really going to have a very small lens to judge some of this stuff from. We could probably do an entire podcast or entire show, which we probably should because nobody really is, is of how we should navigate this with coronavirus and how everything changes. Because I think it would be a really interesting thing because we have a lot of decisions to make on IR spots and stuff like that, and. It, how a commissioner is gonna is gonna go through this because you just start talking to people about it and there, there's skepticism about the NFL season. I 100% think there's gonna be a season now. Is it a full season? I don't know. But regardless of that, like there's gonna be a lot of things here that 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 is gonna make things very interesting this year, which again further f- makes me feel like the zero or zero RB is a strategy for me. But I'm always the contrarian. Fantasy ref, just do fantasy ref things. So, guys, again, jump in. Let us know what you know. If, if you're gonna go with the strategy, let us know which one you like. Uh, rate, review, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff for us. We really appreciate all the support, and be sure to keep your eyes on fresh content dropping soon. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed your stay. It's good to have you with us, even if it's just for the day. We hope you enjoy your stay. Outside the sun is shining, seems like heaven is